Off the Ball. Find us on Twitter at Off the Ball. News Talk 106 to 108. Now then, let's get right to our first story this evening. After some three and a half years away from the winning enclosure, Shane Larry put in a stellar performance in the Abu Dhabi HSBC Championship over the weekend. I'm sure you caught lots of this. It was a wire-to-wire victory, and that doesn't tell the full story. Final days are always tough. He was four shots back with seven to play and turned things on brilliantly, including, as you'll hear here, this clutch put to save power in 17. And then from 281 yards... He set up a brilliant birdie opportunity on 18, which he took. Oh, that's brilliant. What a putt by Shane Lowry. You can only admire the mental fortitude. That looks pretty good. Oh, it's very good. Look at this one coming up and round. This for his fourth win on the European Tour. And to become the first Rolex Series champion, and he's held it. It's victory for Ireland for the first time in Abu Dhabi. A wonderful final day's goal from the man who equaled the course record on day one with a 62. Has done enough to take the title. Yeah, there you are. Delighted to say he's joined us on the line from somewhere in the Middle East. Shane Larry, hello. Joe, how's it going? Great, how's it going yourself? Congratulations. Thanks very much. Um, Yeah, I'm good. Obviously, I would think so. Yeah, an amazing performance. I'm sure it was an unbelievably <laughs> tough and difficult final day. Uh, give us your your thoughts on how you've spent the time since the win. Um, I know your family are over there, and there's there's friends, I'm sure, as well. What's it been like? Uh, yeah, obviously emotional uh, week all round and final day, and I was very happy to get the win. And since that, we have. Uh, my second boy went over house rented in Dubai here, so we came back here and uh, did a little bit of a party on Saturday night, um, which was nice. A few friends that we know from Dubai and a couple of other golfers, Oliver Fisher was here and, uh, you know, Paul Caddy Darren and a few others. And you know, I was just sitting back enjoying enjoying the victory. I was, I was pretty tired, to be honest. And then yesterday we went for a few... A few early drinks just to watch the Leinster match, and um, yeah, we well, didn't do, do too much after that. So it was a pretty relaxed couple of days. Really enjoyed. It. I went out to the golf course and learned a few shots just to kind of clear the cobwebs off. So yeah, and uh, obviously over the moon. Yeah, well earned. I mean, you know how difficult it is to win out there, and it doesn't happen every day. So you're dead right to enjoy it and make the most of it. I, I'm not surprised to hear you're tired because this was a wire to wire victory and an incredibly tough. Uh, final round so the 62 on Wednesday is a course record and then uh, final day Richard Stern is alongside you he comes out of the blocks really quickly uh, 31 on the front nine and you're you shoot a 37 on the front nine I, was it pressure it's just going to happen um, I mean I know, I know you talked about waking up a few times during the night the night before it, it is a tough thing to carry a lead into a final round yeah look there was obviously a lot of pressure there I felt quite nervous before I played and stuff and um, but then I went out and I hit, you know, birdie to first, which is a nice start, yeah. and um, you know, had a good chance in the second. Then a bad bogey in the third, and I mean, you know, because he got off to a fast start, I suppose I felt like I wasn't playing too great. But I was still, you know, I was one under through four holes, yeah. so I wasn't exactly, uh, you know, I wasn't exactly playing badly. But um, you know, from there, I kind of just 
like obviously I had a bit of a bad run around the town and, and he did all right and uh, all of a sudden I found myself four behind five. I tried not to panic because mm. you know in those situations it's easy to put your head down and, and give in and all of a sudden he walks away with a four or five shot win and, and you're you know left there with your tail between your legs. So I just tried to really you know grind it out and, and try as hard as I can not to not to, I, the one thing I was trying with five or six holes to go was trying not to hand him the trophy you know yeah. trying to put a bit of pressure on him that's what I did and, and it paid off Around that period around the turn where you have a couple of bogeys and then there's another bogey in 11 and suddenly there's seven holes to play and you're four down Th- those few holes when you're when you're giving away shots that must feel well I'm asking you how it feels I suppose but it, golfers often say it feels like things get very quick and before you know it you find yourself behind the eight ball very quickly they, your memory of that period where you feel like you're giving him the tournament around the turn yeah, like I, um, you know, I missed a good chance on the seven for birdie. I lift out on the eight for birdie, and then I just hit an awful tee shot off the ninth. And actually, made a great five, and then I made a great par on ten. So I actually felt, I didn't feel like I was throwing away shots. Right, I felt like I'd almost saved two shots there, you know. And yeah. I was, I was still four. You know, I had a bad bogey on the eleventh, all right, to go four behind. But after that, like I just, literally from the the twelfth in, I just said to myself, like just just try and make a couple of birdies and make him win the tournament. Um, you know, and then the very minute I put a bit of pressure on him, it's like he, you know, he started to feel it. And um, I knew if I could get within one or two, a couple to play, uh, that I'd have some sort of a chance because, you know, 18 being a par five, you can always make a there and stuff. So he was in the, yeah, I was still fairly optimistic playing the 12th hole. And then obviously I, I hold a great pull for birdie on 12 and 13 and that kind of got me going. Yeah, it was. I mean, that was. It was an amazing couple of hours that back nine to watch. I saw you make the point that you learned from Oakmont, 2016 U.S. Open. You had a four-shot lead over Dustin Johnson, and it got away from you. And you learned from that. You, you know, you, you you said there's maybe a bit more fight. I think was the word you used in you this time around. Yeah, I think I think so. Like I think you know, in Oakmont, because it was so far ahead, you're kind of hoping that you can kind of cruise to a decent victory, but. You know, it, it's never that easy in golf. And you're, I felt when I got one behind there that I felt like the tournament was getting away from me. Whereas that's the one thing I tried to to do on on Saturday was trying, suppose not to let it like not to let it get away from me, not to let it slip. Just kind of keep fighting till the bitter end and see where it leaves me. And I've kind of I've talked. I talked. Funny enough, I talked a lot with Neil early last week before the tournament even started about like. No matter what happens, no matter what I shoot today, or no matter what I shoot yesterday, it's all on like the next shot you have. Like mm. it's just kind of, I know it's the same old like stupid golf cliches, like one shot at a time and all that. But that's honestly how I've been trying. I was try, I tried to go out when I was talking about this is what the way I'm going to try and play my season this year. And and no matter what I shoot today, whether it be 62 or 72, I still need to go out tomorrow and shoot a decent score. And, you know, when I got to the 12th tee the other day, I was like, right, I'm four behind, but I can hit some good shots, I can make some birdies, and, mm. and that's what I tried to do. Yeah, uh, 281 yards from the 18th green, you've just made this brilliant clutch par-saving putt from 12 feet on the 17th green. It's a real match play situation. You felt pretty good about that shot, it seemed. Yeah, I did. I, You know, I felt like when it was par on 17, I felt it would have been a bit of a dagger in the heart to him. Like, yeah. I, I felt like I had all the momentum going to the and then I stood up and hit a great tee shot and uh, he hit a great tee shot after me, followed me down the fairway and it was funny. Um, 
he wasn't carrying a three wood last week and I, I kinda knew that and I was saying to I was saying to Bowen the last fair, I'm not sure he has enough to get this back to the flag, you know. Mm. He obviously tried to go a little bit too hard and missed it outright. So I felt good I've been in. I hit some lovely shots with that three wood and um, I just felt good that on the day before I actually hit a beautiful shot into eighteen as well with it. And it was a pretty similar shot I had just a little bit further so I could just hit it harder. Mm. It just ended up the left side of the green and, and swung at it, hit it hard and thankfully it came out nicely and you know, went to about 30 feet. Yeah. Try and explain that feeling walking up 18. Oh, uh, yeah. At that stage, I was trying not to get ahead of myself because I knew he was not in a great spot and I, was, I kept on saying the ball, he's going to make birdie, he's going to make birdie. Right. So I'm going to need at least two put for a playoff here. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, try and haul up two put for a playoff. And then when I seen he pitched to like 20 feet, I was thinking, you know, try and get it down <laughs> as close as I can. If it falls in, it falls in. If not, hopefully he misses, and you know, thankfully he did. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was it's one of those where you know you're walking up and there's big crowds. There are a lot of Irish people, and there you know, a lot of clapping going on. But I didn't want to acknowledge it too much because I'm still trying to focus on the job in hand. It always uh, struck me as um, unfair is too strong a word, obviously, but a bit of a pity that uh, it's very clear even anyone who follows you on social media or, or keeps an eye on you at all. The last couple of years off the course have been fantastic. You know, you, you seem to really be loving family yeah, life. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and it, it always struck yeah. me as a bit of a pity that things seemed to be so great for you off the course and you were going through a really tough period by your own very high standards on the course. And so I think yeah. a lot of people loved the fact that uh, your wife and your daughter were there on the 18th green. That's what every golfer wants. They want the, they want the um, wife and child running on the green. So you got that moment. Yeah, it's an absolute dream. Like, you, I mean... I said to Wendy uh, Saturday morning before the final, and I said, no matter what happens, will you do me a favour? Will you have Irish there waiting for me? You know, um, I said, win, lose, or draw. Right. And uh, when when that put went in, obviously I shook hands with Richard and, and gave ball a hug, and then first people I was looking for was them. And to see Irish running out onto the green was, you know, it was amazing. Yeah, it was. It's something that, you know, since since. We've had ours. It's kind of been a dream, like obviously to have that happen, and yeah, yeah. for to have them with me. Obviously, it's the first win I've had uh, with Wendy here as well, so that was pretty nice as well, you know. Does it change those moments? Are they more emotional? There's more going on in the, in in those moments when you do win. Yeah, it was a bit emotional afterwards. To be honest, I um, I thought I tried to hold it together as much as I could for the interview, and uh, yeah, it's, look, it's like you said there earlier it's a lot of there's been a lot of pretty bad times over the last couple of years on the golf course and you know miscuts and bad scores and, and you kind of feel, you when things are going like that you never feel like you're going to play well again and yeah. you know it's the other way around as well when you're playing well you never feel like you're going to play badly it's a weird game golf and uh, yeah just to, to turn it around and to come out and win and, and win you know I think I showed a lot of character and a lot of grit and determination there on Saturday I think it would have been easy to lie down and, and you know, take a top two or three finish yeah. and, you know, just go into this week. But I think um, I showed a lot of character, I think, towards the end on Sunday. Well, I, absolutely. Because, I mean, anyone who watches golf with any kind of regularity has seen the Sunday leader, the final round leader, not get off to a great start. It is so hard and so rare that they turn it around. It's, it must be the most difficult thing to do in golf. And you did that. And, you know, that, that point you make about it can be hard to tell yourself you're still a really good golfer. You can tell yourself that and you can say I've won a WGC, but as that becomes further in the rearview mirror, it's probably harder to convince yourself of that sometimes, whereas you've come out now and won a Rolex series event. There were 14 of the world's top 50 in that field. That was a serious field. 
Yeah, it's you know it's one of the better fields in Europe um, throughout the year. It's, uh, it's obviously a great tournament to win. It's on a good golf course, good venue, and it's got you know great prestige. The event, so like, I mean, to win a big event is great. To win any event would have been great, but to win a, such a big one, and like you said, you know the the Bridgestone is is in the rear view mirror, quite quite a distance away, and you know to get another victory like. The thing is with golf, I, I think that the standard and the talent that's coming out nowadays from the amateur ranks and from college and, and stuff is getting better and better all the time. So like, yeah. as years go on, you kind of, not that you doubt yourself, because I, I, I do feel like I'm good enough and I feel like I'm doing everything right to, to get a win. But, you know, there's certain weeks you might play well enough and someone just plays better than you. You know, I might have played the last uh, five or six holes well there on Sunday like I did and if Richard plays them better than me, he beats me and that's mm. just the way golf is. But, mm. You know, I'm the one sitting here now talking about winning and, and it's great and I'm obviously very chuffed but it's a it's a fickle sport at the end of the day and I'm just like that's my fourth win now. I'm I'm very grateful that I, I've won four times and hopefully I can, you know, kick on from here now and really really do what I feel like I can really do in the game. Well, I mean, it must be nice as well to know you can win the big ones, you know? I mean, you're you're, <laughs> you're winning some big stuff. The last two in your CV are this one and the WGC, so that's a real marker. Um, so, you know, last year you were on the PGA Tour and you were kind of trying to juggle uh, both tours a little bit and, and that is that is tough and it proved tough and you lost your PGA Tour card. Do you feel like you might be more suited to playing in Europe you might enjoy Europe more and you're going to kind of be more European and play the WGCs and the majors or you know and obviously you're in the top 50 now so your schedule changes and WGCs come into the mix how do you see things over the next year two three years are you still kind of itching to get back on the PGA Tour or, or how do you feel about you know what the experience of last year has taught you and then and now having this win back on European uh, on the European Tour yeah like it's funny because I was fully gone out this year with the mind of, uh, you know, playing these events in the Middle East. And then um, I was always going to Pebble Beach in a couple of weeks to play there and then come back and play in, like, Oman and Qatar and Malaysia and those events. And uh, obviously my schedule changes now because I'm in Mexico. I'm in the Players' Championship. I'm in, uh, you know, I'm in the World Match Play. I'm yeah. hopefully going to be in uh, Augusta, you know, tournaments like that. So I, I, I really... Like I haven't, I've, I've had a look at the schedule over the last couple of days, but it, this win actually does lead me to be playing a little bit more in America over the next couple of months. But yeah. that doesn't mean I'm, I'm not going there trying to get my PGA Tour card back. I'm going there because they're the biggest events in the world that I'm in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I've got to go and play in them. If you know, if I want to, I suppose eat at the top table in golf, that's they're the events you, you're playing in and. You know, I'm obviously very lucky and very happy that I'm going to be in those events. So, um, over I'm playing Dubai this week, and over the next two three months, I'll be playing like the big events in America, and the odd one I'll be playing uh, like I'm playing the Zora Classic with Forrest. Um, I'll probably be playing Bay Hill because it's top fifty in the world event. Right. But other than that, I won't be playing too many regular events. What I'm trying to say is, I won't be trying. I'm not trying. I'm not actively trying to get my PGA Tour card back. Yeah. Do I, I guess see it, myself as a yeah. European Tour player, and I want to play the next Ryder Cup. And to play the next Ryder Cup, I feel like I need to be playing in Europe. Right. I presume you text Padraig Carrington and said, "Well, look, whatever happens now, I'm definitely a wild card pick, right?" <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I uh, not really along those lines. But I did. Yeah, I was talking to Matt. He's actually. I think he could be here. In, I think he's here in Dubai on holiday. So he texted me on uh, Saturday night, 
um, when they landed to see if the party was still going but I was, I was having the bed at that stage and uh, yeah um, obviously I'm good friends with Eric and that's my plan for the next two years is to, to be on that plane going yeah. to Wisconsin with them yeah long overdue listen Congratulations, Magic. The papers, as you might imagine, are full of pictures of you and the family on the 18th green today and everybody, it seemed like, was watching it unfold on Saturday. So uh, big, big congratulations. I know kind of a tough couple of years for you, so this gets you back on the map in a big way. So well done. Thanks, Joe. Thanks very much. Off the Ball. Find us on Twitter at Off the Ball. News Talk 106 to 108.